You're listening to Dermy Diet, a podcast all about helping you achieve that healthy, glowing skin you've always dreamed of. Join your host and nutrition expert, Jacqueline Eicholt, as she describes how making simple changes in your diet and lifestyle can not only give you a healthier skin, but the self-esteem and confidence you deserve. And now, it's time to shine with your host, Jackie. Welcome to Dermy Diet. My name is Jackie. I'm a skin nutrition specialist, but today we are going to talk about skincare and hidden toxic ingredients in skincare. And we are going to do this together with Jenna. Jenna is a mom to three boys, wife to an amazing husband, and she loves to share and educate women on safer product and skincare options for ourselves, significant others and kids. If you know her Instagram, you can see she truly has a passion for helping others because, and this is what she said, sadly, it's so hard to know what's, what's truly safe anymore in our products. And I agree, it's so tough to know what's good and what's not. And here she is. Welcome, Jenna, and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I am so excited to talk more about skincare and ingredients. And it's just, it's such a fun thing to be able to talk to you today. Yay. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. So last year, I decided to start this toxin-free journey that I started. And it has been extremely eye-opening. I had no idea what was in our products before last year, and now I can't unsee what I have learned. And I want to share that with everybody and just help everybody understand what we truly are putting on ourselves and our kids and our spouses, and just help them to know what's safe, what's not safe, what is okay to still do, because I live by an 80-20 rule, 80% mm -hmm. as toxin-free as I can. 20%, I may still have a Pepsi every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so important and interesting, especially when it comes to skincare products or products in general for children, right? Yes, kids especially. They are extremely vulnerable. Um, there yeah. has actually been some studies done on baby core blood when they were born and they were tested for over 300 chemicals and 287 Whoa. of them came back. And that's just from a newborn baby. It's not from a baby that has had lotion put on it or soap. It's really? a freshly born child. Oh my gosh, that's shocking to be honest. And nobody's talking about it. Can you believe it? So again, <laughs> thanks for being here. So important, really. And um, I do have a question already. So I mostly talk about um, to people with acne and what ingredients should people with acne avoid? So there's a few opinion. different things. So yeah. you mainly want to avoid things that are occlusive. So things that don't allow your sebum to flow freely yeah. using products that are heavily oil-based. Um, understanding your acne type is more important than 
products you should avoid. So if you are dry, you could be using the wrong type of skincare that can actually cause more acne. Yes. If you're oily and you're stripping your skin too much, you can cause your sebaceous glands to overproduce. Yes. So it's more so understanding your skin than it is avoiding certain ingredients at this point. Yes. I remember when I was 14 years old, I went to a store and I bought all the products um, which really had a good marketing and I basically bought everything like it just had to say or I, I just needed to read uh, it will kill your acne and I was like yep that's my product I will buy it and what I found out later is that I was using a lot of alcohol for example and I was wondering back then why my skin didn't get any better so it's really so important and I'm so glad for or so grateful that we have social media to educate others and to help them because I would have needed someone like you or me back then when I was a yeah, teenager. So this brings me also to my next question. What are the biggest mistakes people make when they buy skincare products in general? So there's a few things. Following yeah. trends. A uh, lot yeah. of people will slap a clay mask on, they'll over exfoliate, they'll under exfoliate, they'll put oh, no. apple cider vinegar on their face, they'll <laughs> use coconut oil, over cleansing okay. the skin. So there's so many different trends out there that people don't realize is causing more harm than good. Yeah. Um, the hard part is, is as much as I have educated myself on ingredients, there is what is called greenwashing. Green. And what that is, is products that, like you said, you would get when you were a kid that would say, hey, I'm going to kill all of your acne. This is dermatologist yeah. recommended. This is natural. This is safe. This is effective. And they don't actually look at the ingredients. Yeah, There are products out there that are recommended by dermatologists that have parabens in them. Mm -hmm. And parabens we know are found in breast cancer tissue. Oh, so oh it's, it's things like that, that people need to be aware of. Um, and like, there's so many, there's so many trends out there though with acne, it cracks me up because oh. coconut oil is amazing. I love coconut oil. We use it to cook. We've used it for diaper rashes. We've used it for dry skin. It is great, but not for acne purposes. So it's, it's not hydrating. And a lot of times you need to hydrate your skin in order to balance your skin. And when you're using something that's not hydrating your skin and you're just, you're constantly in this cyclical thing that you just you can't get out of because you're like well it's supposed to help it's supposed to help and it doesn't because you're not understanding your skin and what your skin really truly needs apple cider vinegar <laughs> people slap straight apple cider vinegar on their face and the ph is very acidic and it's more of a burn on your face mm -hmm. than actually helping your face and the same thing goes with um essential oils people yeah. take 
people, I know you know this, people take tea tree oil and put straight tea tree oil on their face. There is a dilution that needs to happen for it to actually be effective. And you need to find out what that appropriate dilution is and then it will help but there there has to be a dilution and it's it's hard because it is i understand people want to heal their skin but you have to understand your skin and you have to love your skin and you have oh, to realize yeah. that what may work for you will not work for me what may work for me may not work for you that's absolutely right when I was younger, I was always busy fighting against my acne. And I just posted it, I think for two weeks ago, because I was like, you should actually fight for your health and for, as you said, being like, you, you have to understand your skin and your acne and you have to be nice to yourself. Otherwise it will make things just worse. And I also remember, Back then, when I was younger, I would just use everything. And it doesn't matter if it was apple cider vinegar, toothpaste, whatever um, <laughs> was promising me to get clear skin, I would use. I, I didn't even question it. I was like, toothpaste, all right. Tea tree oil, all right. And I always thought I have to do it more often in order for it to, to work. And actually, it's the complete opposite. You really have to take care about your skin. You have to understand your skin type. And please don't follow any trends anymore, right? I think the last trend I saw was also, um, uh, it was a TikTok. And there was a girl talking about urine. And she put her own urine on the skin. And... I was like, yeah, I, I did research it for, for like 30 minutes and I I don't know what I think about it yet, but it's, you know, and they are like little girls out there and they are like, all right, so I just have to pee on a um, on toilet paper and I can put it on my skin and then my acne will heal. So that was like, okay. <laughs> uh we need some studies and we need a little bit more education here it's i don't know i i it shocked me a little bit and it's a trend or it's going to be a trend soon i i can i can see it already and then it's good for us because we 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 are needed you know (laughs) people need education and we can clean up all the mess so yeah oh and this brings me to another question. Um, what do you think are the most toxic ingredients found in skincare products and makeup? There are so many. <laughs> I am just going to I am just going to highlight some heavy hitters because right. I could talk on this topic forever. Um, <laughs> phenoxyethanol is one that I see in shampoo. I see it in lotions, uh, your moisturizer your eye creams. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Phenoxyethanol is a preservative. Yes. But it can cause skin irritation, Mm -hmm. eczema. And in some cases, it has actually caused life-threatening reactions in infants because it is in nipple cream. 
It's in baby wipes. And I have a story where a mom let the child suck on a baby wipe and he ended up in the hospital because of the phenoxyethanol. So it's, it's one of those ingredients. I understand that there is a need for a preservative, but there are safe preservatives out there that can be substituted in place of phenoxyethanol. And the safer version, is it more cheaper for the company to use the safer version or is it more cheaper um, for the company to use the, the toxic ingredients? Because I always think, well, why would they use something so harmful? And the only reason that makes sense to me is money. Do you think it's, it's absolutely money? It's yeah. more expensive. It is more expensive for them to use the ingredients that are safe because mm -hmm. they are harder to come by. And a lot of manufacturing plants don't have access to them. So they want cheap and easy. So yeah. if they can put something that, oh, well, it's toxic. Okay, but we're not paying as much for it. So our price doesn't have to be as high. But then the product itself is toxic to us. It's toxic to our children. And they just, it's, it's cheaper for them in the long run. It's so bad. They do have a responsibility. Like, why? They should. Stop it. And I think most people are willing to pay $1 more for a product which is safe, right? I mean, I would happily just pay $1 or $2 more for a product, um, but knowing it's safe for me, for my family, for my baby, and for my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Another one that I preach on extensively is fragrance. Oh, fragrance has absolutely in the US no laws requiring that it is disclosed what is they can hide up to 3000 chemicals and it falls under the proprietary blend oh. umbrella. Oh. So after years After years of people asking for it, the International Fragrance Association finally provided an alphabetical list of individual ingredients, chemicals, and compounds that can be utilized in any fragrance composition. And that list is 3,164 chemicals long. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's crazy what they can hide in that one little word and people don't know what they're actually putting on themselves. So it's they so could scary. be in there that are horrible for us and yeah. we would never know. Well, thank you for educating us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another one, and we all know this from our babies, is mm. talc. So Johnson oh. & Johnson had the baby powder that they have paid millions upon millions of dollars to women after being implicated in an ovarian cancer lawsuit. Wow. Um, this talc in its raw form in a rock form is safe. But what happens is when they make it into and put it into a product, so they make it a powder, the production can actually contaminate it with asbestos what? which is toxic <laughs> so you can find it in baby powder 
You can find it in your body products, shower products, lotions, feminine hygiene products. Oh my gosh, you're kidding Eyeshadows, foundation, mineral powders, blush and bronzers, lipsticks, deodorants, face masks. Uh, It's used as an anti-caking agent. So a lot of like the harder powders, that's what they use it for. So you'll find it. It's usually the very first ingredient on a lot of products. Oh my gosh. So what do you think um, is a safe choice to use? I'm pretty sure you did do all your research. And is there or are there companies out there you really trust to 100%? Yes, there are. I have dug and I have dug and I have dug. Um, the company I represent personally for makeup and skincare, I know the standard that they have and the transparency that they have is very important to me because if they are willing to spend two, four years making one product because they want to make sure that it is safe for us as consumers, I know that they're not putting the dollar above our health. So there's other like cleaning products that I have found that I trust. It really honestly for me is about transparency. If yeah. they are not listing the ingredients on their website or on their bottles, I don't purchase from them because right. transparency is huge. And if they just say fragrance and they don't tell you what is actually in that fragrance, then I don't purchase from them. I buy from a company that will list fragrance on the bottle but when you actually go onto their website they list all of the essential oils that they have used to make that fragrance so it's just it's more so that they can't fit it onto the bottle (laughs) so for me that's one thing that I look for very closely Um, I also look for formaldehyde releasing it ingredients There's a list of them. If people want more information on formaldehyde releasing ingredients, they can find me on Instagram and I can send them a list of those that they can avoid because we know formaldehyde is toxic to us. Yes. So there's, it's overwhelming when you start because you're looking at all of these products and you're looking at all of these ingredients and you're going, oh my goodness, where do I even turn? Yeah. And I tell people start slow. Yes. When you start the toxin free journey, replace your products as you run out. Yeah. So exactly. you're not throwing everything out all at yeah. once and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to replace like 50 products in my household now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can start, you can start one at a time or two at a time. Um, I started with the most surface area. So for me, I started with my skincare, my makeup, I started with my bathroom. So Mm -hmm. my shampoos, my hairsprays, things that I was putting on daily that were adding up to my body burden. I remember I had one cream. uh, It's a long, long time ago. And I don't know, there was something wrong with it. I think they also... (sighs) they used some kind of weird ingredient. And I was like, well, it's not the best for my face. Um, 
but I can still use it for my feet. <laughs> so I didn't throw it away and I just used it um, after a run for my feet. It was just a little bit left, but it's still, you paid money for it. And um, I bought everything for my skin because I wanted to get rid of my acne. And then as I started um, educating myself and also um, as I started studying about fitness, health and nutrition, and skincare in general, I learned a lot about all the products I I had at home. And I was like, well, nope, I'm not using this anymore, but it is good enough for my feet. So um, I used some oils and um, yeah, um, also really high, good smell cream or smelly creams for my feet because I used um, a lot of products for my skin, which I like because of the fragrance in it. And as you just said, it's, it's also really not so transparent, I would say. So yeah, I did the same. I didn't throw it away. I used it for my, for my feet and for my elbows. And maybe this is an alternative to, to repurpose. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want people to waste money. Yes. If you spent good money on a cream and you're like, oh, well, I want to switch up. Thing you can decide if you want to keep using it until you run out or if you want to donate it to somebody who may need a cream that they just don't have the money for awesome. so there's there's options for it it just depends on what you are comfortable with on your journey absolutely and can you also tell us a few secrets uh, or secret names about your favorite brands and what are your favorite skincare products Spare your secret. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. But um, so for skincare and makeup, I use Crunchy. That is yeah. the company that I represent. And it's C-R-U-N-C-H-I. And I, my husband cracks me up. He <laughs> told me when I first started this, I was terrible. I never washed my face. <laughs> I will admit it. I was terrible at washing my face. I didn't moisturize. I didn't use sunscreen. And then I started oh. learning all of this. And I was like, oh my goodness, what have I been doing to myself for all these years? <laughs> my skin has transformed from last year to this year. Yes. I look back at pictures and I look so much younger now than I did then. And it's Didn't crazy you have before and after pictures on your Instagram profile. I'm not sure if I saw it, but I will start you. I don't have before and afters on there. I have them on Facebook. And oh, okay. that's so I mean you can find me on Facebook too. I do have an educational group on Facebook. It's called Blessed Toxin Free Life. Oh, nice. And I share information on ingredients. I share information on ditch and switches so I give people ideas of like here's a product that I would not recommend but here's a product that I do stand behind so I use for makeup and skincare is crunchy for my cleaning products I use branch basics okay and they come they have a bottle that is a concentrate and then they send you other bottles that you use for like your windows your okay. all-purpose cleaner, your bathroom cleaner. They have a bottle that you can use for your hand soap. And then you make all of that from the concentrate. So oh, wow. when you when you repurchase, all you're buying is that concentrate. You're not buying another plastic bottle that goes into a landfill. Oh, that's perfect. 
So I love companies that help take that plastic element out of our environment because it is so important to clean up our waterways. It's so important to make sure that we're not leaving plastic around for thousands of years. Oh, yes. For my laundry. I use it for my laundry soap. I use it for my, um, instead of the wool dryer balls, they have what is called a dryer angel. And 100% of the proceeds from the dryer angel actually go to ladies that make it overseas. So for me, it's another dual purpose where I'm helping support women who are making these overseas that are in third world countries. So it's very cool for me to be able to go back in that way. And my green fills also is another company that you buy the plastic bottle once and then they just send you the refill after. Oh, that's so perfect. That makes so much sense. It does. I mean, why haven't we been doing this for years? You know? Yeah, right. Oh man. What other companies? Oh, candles. Candles are extremely toxic because they can have lead in their wick. Oh I found I found a company in Maine that is called Sea Love Candles that are non-toxic candles and I have never been able to burn a candle for the past 10 years I get headaches and finally I'm able to burn a candle again without getting a migraine so I love it and nobody Um, knows about it it's so important and so special I I want to buy the candle now like oh oh, I mean I I share about it again in my Facebook group I need to share more of those switches on Instagram because there are so many I mean uh, the list goes on and on and on I do have a free master list that people can click on that gives them a list of products that I have switched out so it gives them like products product ideas for like shaving cream for um baby products i offer information on baby products because baby products are one of the most toxic things on the shelves and it's sad because the campaign for safe cosmetics did a study on quite a few products i'm not sure the amount of products they tested but they found that 87% of them had formaldehyde. Oh my gosh. 62% of them had 1,4-dioxane, which is a cancer-causing ingredient. And 61% had both. Those ingredients... It's because it is a byproduct of the processing. So when they're actually making the product it gets contaminated by those ingredients. So they don't have to list those on the label because they're not technically an ingredient that they use to make the product. So I am very cautious now what I put on my children because petroleum is one of the biggest 1,4-dioxane contaminants. So you can find that in mineral oils. Um, Johnson and Johnson baby oil is very, very toxic. They have oh like four or, five, four or five ingredients and all of those ingredients are toxic oh. and we're smearing it on our children. 
So I was, I was excited though, because my company crunchy came out with a product called the little serum and it has helped my son who had hand, foot and mouth disease a few weeks ago, his hands were so dry and so cracked from everything, but it has helped his hands to heal. And for me, like to watch his hands go from horrible to almost completely healed in like three days of using this. That's amazing. It speaks to the product and all but two ingredients that are in it are organic. The two that are not, the one is vitamin E Mm -hmm. and they could, unfortunately some vitamin E, they just, they can't find organic vitamin E as easily as they can everything else. And then um, when they first started developing the product, they were using sunflower seed oil and they halfway through the production, they found organic sunflower seed oil. So you'll see it twice on the label. Uh-huh. One is organic, one is not. Oh, so they that's wanted, interesting. They wanted to put it on there twice. It really speaks to their integrity as a company because companies would just slap that on there one time and they wouldn't label it twice. So they would just say, oh, it's organic. We'll just put it on there once. And yeah. a lot of companies, unfortunately, that's why transparency is huge. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. And I'm so happy that you are here and that you also have your Instagram account and your Facebook group because we need to educate people. So thank you so much again for educating us. And um, I also prepared a free checklist for you guys with ingredients to avoid in skincare or products general, um, like laundry laundry detergent, for example. And you will find the link uh, in the show notes um, also to my Instagram. You can follow Skin and Acne Expert. Um, my name is Jacqueline Eichold. And you really, really have to check out Jenna's Instagram profile and also the Facebook group. And you can find her under the name Jenna Sentichko. I will write the name down. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and yeah, you can also find her go-to serum there and all the other skincare products. And Jenna, it's so interesting that you also do have a checklist or a PDF uh, file, you said, where you show and tell people really how to switch to products. And I'm really, really grateful that you do what you do because it's so important. And guys, also feel free to ask any questions you have. I'm pretty sure you will have questions after this podcast episode. We both are happy to help you. And um, yeah, you're always welcome. And Jenna, thank you so much for being here. It was thank so you interesting. So much. And oh, do you I'm have so glad you enjoyed it? Yeah. Do you have one last tip or advice for our listeners today? Your last words. Give yourself grace oh it's overwhelming but you can do it take baby steps but give yourself grace baby steps are so important all right guys thank you so much for listening and until next time bye bye thanks for listening to dermy diet be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode 
And don't forget to follow Jackie on Instagram and YouTube to get all the latest skin health tips and fun recipes that your taste buds and skin will thank you for. It's never too late to feel confident, beautiful, balanced, and healthy again. Because you're worth it. We'll see you next time.